Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. Today, I have Ariana Bradford with me, and I am really excited because she is a ADHD productivity coach for business owners, and she is going to introduce herself now, but thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I'm honored to be here. Um, yeah, so like, uh, like Caroline said, I am an ADHD productivity coach. I mainly work with business owners. Um, and the way that I got here was quite by accident. I actually used to be more of a mommy blogger type. Um, and things just kind of kept changing over the years uh, where at first I was mostly talking about parenting, but then 2020 kind of came through and I felt like I really wanted to use the eyes that were on me, um, excuse me, as a way to talk about, uh, you know, a lot of the racial inequality that was going on in the United States. Uh, and then that changed um, a little bit just into me kind of switching between being funny, being honest, and uh, just being out and out angry. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a very weird situation for me and that I have, despite what other people may think, I've always been tired. I've always been, and not tired like sleepy, but just my mind was always racing, but my body was always tired. And I just never seemed to be able to get enough sleep uh, to satisfy that, to feel like I had energy. And uh, I had a, a last straw moment, I think as most of us do. And I had actually up until that moment been looking up uh, information on ADHD for my son. And every time that I was looking things up, it sounded like they were talking about me. And I was like, well, this is kind of rude. So I could have, you know, I could have probably gone and gotten looked at beforehand, but I really was like, well, it's not making any difference in my life. It's, it's not damaging me in any way. Why should I get checked? Um, and I think a lot of us tend to tell ourselves that because there's still a stigma going on with ADHD in a lot of ways. And so I was under the impression I, I just kept saying well it's not it's not messing with my life it's not messing with me in any way um even though it was you know in ways that i hadn't realized uh my husband and i really didn't have a lot of tension between the two of us but one of the biggest was that he did most of the chores and i didn't really get it done and to him it seemed like i didn't want to try but to me it was you know i was thinking about it i wanted to but i couldn't seem to make myself do it so the last straw was, uh, you know, I, I was looking up something in regards to fatigue because I was tired again. And I was just like, I, there's got to be a reason why I am tired all the time. I don't understand. And I found out that it, fatigue can be connected to ADHD in a couple ways. It can be connected in terms of uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, which turns out I have, or it can just be a matter of your brain making you tired because it's always going, going, going. So uh, that was a pretty quick uh, progression after that. I wound up uh, getting in, in touch with a local 
area, um, local area, really, a local group of people in my area who uh, also included people who evaluated people with ADHD, yeah. uh, very quickly got evaluated, was found to have the combined type, uh, but mainly inattentive. And uh, I was starting medication within about a week. Um, and I remember that that first week that I started medication, I actually cried my second day because not only had I had the energy to get things done, but I wasn't thinking about things and then sitting there forever unable to do them. I was suddenly able to think about something and get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, since then I've run into a lot of things about, about ADHD and about adult ADHD and about the way that the world views ADHD that I know helped me when I was trying to find somebody who understood. And so I have started talking about that. Um, and the productivity part came in because, uh, you know, I, I realized that despite having ADHD, I have done quite a few things. I have been able to make the time and find the time to do quite a few things, write books, produce podcasts, a number, you know, do social media posting in a way that, you know, works for me um, <laughs> in a number of different ways. And I realized that I found out I had ADHD and started thinking methodically and was able to come up with a way of living my life uh, that still allowed me to continue to keep doing those things I wanted to do, but left me, uh, you know, still satisfied at the end of the day. And I was like, I know that there are a number of us out there who could probably use help with that. So yeah, that's uh, suddenly I kind of, I had actually at first been like, yeah, I'm just a digital business consultant. And then I was like, well, I'm more of a social consultant. And then suddenly I was just like, no, uh, I want to help people with ADHD. And I realized that unlike consulting, I just, I can't just come in, do something and leave. I have to keep up, I have to keep up with people. So <laughs> I finally added the coach part to it. Um, and here I am and I love it. And I, uh, you know, I'm constantly still learning, but it's something that I think is so important because I think that a lot of us still rule ourselves by, what other people define as productivity instead of what the definition should be for people like us. I love that you said all of this because I do think, you know, it's so important that when you are struggling to ask for help, but being able to get the resources you needed to really be able to identify what was going on for you. Because I think a lot of adults go through life not knowing what's really going on and being exhausted or being disorganized, or I know a lot, I have a lot of friends that were adults that didn't get diagnosed until later. And it's not a sentence, it's more of being able to understand what's going on in the brain and how it's affecting your body, how it's affecting your day to day and mm -hmm. having somebody who's been through it. But I love that you added the productivity because a lot of times um, there's a stigma attached to it and breaking that stigma of how you can get so much done. It's just being able to find a way that works best for you and whether that's medication or not, or whether that's just having somebody who's been through it, and that's a huge part of coaching, that you've been through a similar experience. Obviously, everybody has a slightly different experience, but being able to really understand the depth of it as an adult too, I mean, because I've never heard of anything in regards to 
attaching ADHD and productivity together coaching wise. So this is why I think it's so unique and it's your own spin on it, but how many people you're able to help and what does that look like coaching? Like since you've been doing this and I know you've transformed in your journey as well, which I love. Um, but what is, has it been like since you've been really coaching in this area? It, it has involved honestly, so much mindset changing, uh, just as much, you know, because the problem I think with a lot of us is that we tend to only think ADHDers are very visual and physical. We tend to think in terms of, well, my productivity would get better if I could just get up and do things without realizing that, well, yeah, but if you could just get up and do things, then you wouldn't have ADHD. Like the whole, that you're, yeah. you're kind of forgetting that there's a chicken or egg situation here, you know? Right. And so there's a lot of having to explain to people, first, you need to get out of your head that the way that you produce has to be the same as everyone else in order for you to be productive. And I have learned this doubly since, you know, realizing that the chronic fatigue portion came in because I have days where I can tell because I have started paying attention to my energy. I can tell that if I push myself too far, I will crash. And if I crash, I am useless for up to a week. So it has started to come to the point where I have to understand, okay, I only have this energy to work with and I only have this brain to work with. Now I can buck against it and fight against it and get mad at myself because I'm not able to do all of the things that I want to do. And I'm not like my, my husband who has crazy, crazy energy, or I could understand this is the energy I have. This is the brain I have. And therefore I need to work with it. Um, and it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because I just posted something about this on TikTok and Instagram mm -hmm. because a person had said, you know, they, they were, they asked it, uh, and I don't have the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of, you know, there's this tightrope that you have to walk with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And how do you navigate that tightrope of, you know, not being able to do things because of your ADHD, not making, not feeling like you're making excuses because you're saying you can't do it because you're ADHD and productivity. And this, I kind of went into this and I basically said, you know, First off, you have to understand that those of us with ADHD, like 99% of us, obviously I'm pulling that number out of my butt, but I'm pretty sure it's a pretty high number of us, okay, mm -hmm. grew up being told that a lot of our ADHD symptoms were a problem that we needed to solve. Mm -hmm. And so we grew up hearing, my brain won't let me do something is an excuse. I am too tired is an excuse. I'm not able to focus. It's an excuse. So we automatically have been conditioned to believe that our ADHD is an excuse. And it's not. It's not an excuse. It is a leg legitimate situation. Our brains work differently. That is the truth. That is the fact. And so instead of arguing with that and fighting with that and consistently trying to say, well, if I could just fix this about myself, I'd be great. Mm -hmm. You only have one brain like you that this is the only brain you've got so instead of right, trying right. to fight it and change it what i'm spending a lot of time doing is teaching people how to work with it you know and how to say okay well if your brain doesn't want to work at 10 a.m or doesn't want to work until 10 a.m and you have that option which they usually do because they are business owners 
then make sure that you're doing a bunch of little round the house things or you know make it so that your coffee time is right before then or something like that and get started at 10. Don't try to fight your brain to be ready by seven. If it's not ready by seven, it won't be ready by seven. And all you're going to do is be disappointed in yourself for not being able to make yourself into a completely different person. So all of that, very long answer <laughs> to say that that's basically, um, you know, what a huge part of my job has been like, yeah, I, I help people uh, put processes into place and I help people plan things and I help people do all those other things. Mm -hmm. But I also spend a lot of time you know, trying to tell people, hey, what you're doing is what's right for you. And that's what you need to be paying attention to, not whether or not you're matching up to, you know, some random person down the street. Absolutely. I love that you said that at the end, too, because it's really about doing what's best for us in every aspect. Doesn't matter if we have ADHD or not, like just being able to do what's best for us. But I want to go back to what you said in the beginning about just really acceptance, acceptance that our brain chemicals are different and mm -hmm. that's okay. Like everybody, there's a lot of different stigmas are out there, but especially around mental health and knowing that everybody has something different um, and that's okay. It's absolutely okay. It's just working with what you have and understanding how to navigate that. And I love that's exactly what you do for your clients because I do think it's important and imperative to know it's great to have symptoms or <laughs> let's get it out there. <laughs> um, but having processes and actual systems in place of what's happening for you, for your client, being able to work through that. But there's going to be days that not everybody wakes up at 5 a.m. and gets going. Like I am one of those people, but I know a lot of my friends that are business owners as well like to get up later because they're night owls or it's working with what makes sense for you. But sometimes it's just knowing that it's okay to do that. You don't have to be like Sally and Bob down the street. Like it's being who you are and understanding there isn't a problem with you. It's something that you were born with and it's working with that. And how do you make that the best solution for yourself? And it's not fixing a problem. It's just finding a solution to working with what you have. And I love that's exactly what you do um, because I do think it's not talked about enough. It's not. It's not at all. I feel like, um, you know, part of the reason why I was so drawn to the productivity thing is, you know, first off, I'm a nerd. Like I, <laughs> I realized that like when I was setting up prizes for myself at the end of the day or like being like, yeah, <laughs> prize. it was like, yeah. I'm going to watch this video on YouTube about how to make your calendar really pretty. And then I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. You know, like that was my gift. And I was like, I don't know that most people would choose that, but <laughs> it, so there's that. Uh, but there's also <laughs> the fact that, you know, I was drawn to it because I have like this weird I don't know if I would call it a hobby, I guess, where I'm really into like self-help apps. Like I love playing with them and downloading them and seeing, you know, how they do. And without fail, without <laughs> fail, I would find a productivity app that I fell in love with. And then it, it would, it, it was just very unfriendly to brains like mine. Like it would basically <laughs> act like, oh, the only reason that you're not getting this done, it's totally on you. It's, it's all your fault. 100%. This is your choice, whether to blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but me, but no, you know, or, or I would, um, look at 
productivity TikToks, and they would say things like a great way to start produ you know, productively, get up at 5.30, go on a run, make breakfast. And I'm like, hold on a second, <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, for some people that might work, but for the average ADHDer, half of that stuff might not be doable for you. And if you are just saying, well, you know, this is the way you're going to start a productive day. They don't do that. They're going to be like, well, the rest of my day sucks then. I guess I'm not going to be productive. Right. And, yeah. So, you know, I, I got really kind of sick of seeing this particular attitude towards productivity. I felt like it was teaching us that there is only one way to be productive. And that is to smash your to-do list and to get everything done and to leave nothing for tomorrow. And I was like, I leave things for tomorrow all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most I, humans I, do. <laughs> yeah, I I leave things for tomorrow all the time. And yeah. I I get more done than I think most people would. So there it's absolutely not true. And it's not neurodivergent friendly and it's damaging to what we expect of ourselves. And I I I mean it's it's hard to watch because uh some of the most creative people i know who come up with some of the coolest business ideas are adhd people but yeah. they slam themselves because they'll be like oh well i'm no good at finances and therefore i suck and it's like you know that doesn't mean that you're bad at the rest of it that just means that we need to figure out something to help you with the fight you know so it's just all of that to say no i don't think it's talked about enough 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 and that's why i i said, you know, I've always been one of those people where if I don't see something, I want to be that change. And this was something that I could change. So here I am. I love it. And yeah, absolutely. It is making that change. And I think it's showing too, there's more than one ways to doing something. And just like even with the productivity piece, like when somebody's going on a diet, for instance, not every diet's going to work for everybody and because everybody's body chemistry is different, just like our brain chemistry is different. There's still so much we don't know about the brain and being able to understand a little piece of that, of knowing, okay, well, I don't need to get up at that 530 mark, but I can get up later. I can do everything that need that is a priority to me that day. And no, we're not going to get everything on our to-do list. I know I don't either. There's always something to be done, especially as a business owner. There's like, you do one thing, there's a hundred more things to do. Always. 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 <laughs> you can so, literally be working 24-7 and still not yeah. be done. That's impossible. <laughs> so Absolutely. Here, right here, you heard the disclaimer. <laughs> you will always be busy. Always. always. As long as you're in business. <laughs> It's true, but I think the biggest part of that is understanding that it's knowing what your priorities are and getting the main things that need to get done that day and not being so hard on ourselves because I think there's, and I'm hearing you say it too, there's no sense of compassion sometimes for ourselves of like, especially I'm sure the people that you work with as well of, well, I need to do this. We're our own worst critics sometimes because we want to be able to achieve so much with, especially when it comes to productivity, but knowing that when we are a little bit more forgiving of ourselves and knowing that there is no perfection, like it does not exist and it's never going to exist. If nope. it does, and I always say this, I'm like, I would love to meet someone who is perfect because they don't exist. They, don't. <laughs> they really don't. They do not exist. Even the people that you look at who you think are, are perfect, I guarantee you that that person's got something. And we don't, and, and I always try to temper this by saying, 
I don't like hoping that people have things wrong because sometimes people will be like, oh, she's rich, but I'm sure she's unhappy. And it's like, why do you want to hope somebody's unhappy? Like, leave them be. But my point being, um, and your point being, I think that we need to stop feeling like there's something wrong with us for having something wrong with us, whatever that is, whether that's that you're terrible at time management or you're terrible at prioritization or you know, you get bored easy or, you know, you, you hate making things at home and you tend to buy food out, like whatever it is mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got something wrong, everybody. And it's not really fair to yourself to expect yourself not to. Absolutely. No, it's true. It's, it's true. When it comes to just knowing that everybody does have something that they're going through, it's a roller coaster and it's a journey. There's no, okay, this is one way and it's going to be like this for the rest of our lives. And I'm sure like just even like living situations, like I just moved to Colorado in July. You moved to Costa Rica not too long ago. We're actually about to move again this weekend, not out of Costa Rica, but uh, we've been renovating a house and the house is pretty much done so we're going to be moving into the renovated house this weekend oh wow i remember you talking about that when that was happening yeah it's been a a long like four or five months and they're still not technically done it's just done enough that we can move in so i'm looking forward to kind of having my own space and no more stairs and a dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) the things that we like take for granted sometimes things i miss a dishwasher so badly it sounds so like bougie but oh my god can't wait no it makes a difference it makes a difference I'm gonna especially when there's more than one person in the household exactly oh my gosh oh my gosh you wash a dish and if you miss a day it's every dish in the house and it's just like I don't understand I don't understand anyway that's not I the don't point. Either. I'm I really good at divert I'm really good at diverting conversations it's my it's all good it's all good yeah. so I do have a question though because a lot of mom entrepreneurs watch this and being a mom yourself how has that played a part with your business and I know you have two beautiful children um but how has that played a part in just your journey of uh, as being an entrepreneur and being able to integrate the two life in well um I mean on some levels I I know that I have certain things that make me pretty lucky for one my kids are in school during the day. So I am able to get some time while my children are at school. Um, For another, I have a partner who is pretty involved. And so, you know, I'm lucky enough that if I've got an important phone call or an important meeting that I can talk to him and we can work together in the morning to make sure that I have that time. you know, and it's the same thing with like, if I have a crash or if I'm having, you know, an anxiety attack or if there's something like that, I'm I'm very lucky in that I have that support. Um, Because I do definitely try to make it so that my day ends at a certain point every day. And, you know, me and my kids, I'm not really, obviously, because of like the energy thing and a couple of things, I'm not really like a person who will be like, and then we run around and we go for like a family walk or we go for like a hike or whatever. We don't do that. But, you know, generally we'll sit together and we'll, we'll talk about the day or, you know, if we're really kind of tired, we'll play video games or watch a movie together or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that I have that time within my day. And Uh, it has made it so that I am able to make that time because time management has become such a huge part of my life in general that I've gotten to the point where I, you know, have been able to, to do that. 
Um, and it's also helped me to better understand my son. Um, like I understood him pretty well anyway, because he's, he's basically me at his age, um, except way more energetic than I was. But, you know, it, it's kind of started to help me understand when there are certain moments where it seems like he's acting out and it's like, this isn't acting out, this is executive dysfunction. Or, you know, yeah, he seems like he took that really hard, but that's because he feels rejected and we're very sensitive to rejection. Um, or yeah, he's talking a lot, but that's because his brain is moving a mile a minute and we just need to slow it down. Or yeah, he's touching this, but he doesn't mean to be. It's because he fidgets when he talks, which is something I also tend to do. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's helped me to better explain things to my husband. It's better. It's helped me to better kind of figure out different ways to work with my son. Um, and that's not to say, you know, that I have it perfectly down either. I want to make that clear. Like I definitely have days where I like my son's doing something like what is wrong with you, right? Um, yeah. Or, you know, I have days where I underplan or overplan. But um, most of the time, like I want to say a really high percentage of the time, it has helped me to better understand my kids and it has helped me to better make time for my children, which is also extremely important. So all of that. Yes, no, it is important. And I think too, just your son's lucky to have a mom like you that it does understand that does give that space too, because it can be really challenging. And not to say that parents that don't have it, like don't understand yeah. or can't navigate it. But I think there's just a level of understanding that's a lot deeper and being able to get really creative and find different ways and being able to be that support system. And also then explain it to your partner as well, being able for him to understand too. I think that's just really something very special that maybe not everyone has that experience or knows how to do that or gives that space. Even if that individual has or experiences that, maybe not being able to relay that to their children or be able to navigate that. So I think that's really inspiring too, that you're able to do that. Thank so you. I just wanted to, yeah, I just I wanted try. to highlight I'm trying. Yeah. Well, you can well you're doing, you know, I always like, I try, I'm like the word try, I've been trying to remove from my vocabulary, but I think I'm it's trying to remove. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, it's just like, it slips off the tongue, <laughs> but it's about doing right. Like you are doing it. And like each day it gets better. Some days are not as great and that's okay. And that's part of being human. That's part of experiencing different things and knowing you're doing the best you can with what you have in that moment and not beating ourselves up, up around it as exactly. well. Yeah. That's very important. And, you know, I, I had to tell a client this yesterday because I could tell she was feeling kind of down on herself because she wasn't getting a lot done and she was really struggling. And, and, but at the same time, some of the things that we had implemented on our last call, she had done. And I told her, I said, listen, I said, I, I get the feeling that you're wrapped up in what you feel like you should be doing right now. And what you need to be looking at is what you have done. I said, the thing is your, your improvement is not going from here to here. That's not how that works. Improvement yes. is looking at where you were and what you're doing now. And that's what the important part is. It's, it's not it's not like you said, it's, it's not, well, I tried and I didn't do well. Okay. What did you do? And if you did something now that you weren't doing before you've improved, that's, that's the short, short of it. That's the fact you've gotten better. So no, I think that's, that's a very, very important part, a very important point. And I think, you know, even I forget it. I think we all do because it's yeah. very easy to forget. So it is even the word like should, because I think a lot of people 
put in that word, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I should be like this other person when our brains just focus differently. There is no should. Should would suggest, like, I mean, I don't want to say there is no should because I can hear people now. Well, um, it does say, like, what about the pediatric saying that they should be doing this or what about them saying that you should be drinking water? Yeah, obviously there are things that we should be doing. (laughs) But when we're talking about, like, personal situations, okay, no one should be waking up at a certain time. No one should be getting such and such amount of work done in a certain amount of time. It's all about what you personally have the energy and the fortitude to do. That's that's really all that matters in this situation. And if you don't have the energy and the fortitude to do something, guess what? You're not gonna be able to do it. It's really yeah, all there is to it. No. Sorry. That's that's what it takes. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's I mean, period point blank. There's really nothing else to add. That's just yeah. how it's gonna be. You don't have the energy, you're gonna fall flat, you're not gonna get it done. Period point blank. So yeah. That just I, summed I, it up perfectly. <laughs> and we're done. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. That was the end of that. <laughs> so well, so I do have another question. When it comes to just what you do around productivity, what are like your top or if you have them, like top three tips that you could give people when it comes to maybe being ready to hire a coach or also what things to look for? Like, I mean, you can combine the two, but. Um, so it was probably going to wind up being combined. The yeah. first thing that you want uh, to be sure of is that you are ready to commit. Um, if you are thinking, yeah, a coach would be nice, but you know, they better not tell me what to do. Cause if I don't feel like doing it, I'm not doing it. Or I don't really know that I'm going to feel like putting forth the time now is not the time maybe mm-hmm. later, but if you're not ready to commit that time, if you're not like committed inside to actually getting it done, then you're going to wind up wasting your time and your money. So that's the first thing. Make sure that you are, you, you're ready for this change. You want this change to happen. That's the first thing. The second thing, when you are looking for a coach, and I am not in any way saying that you have to pick me or whatever, but please make sure that the person understands or at least is empathetic or at least is sympathetic to where you're coming from, okay? Don't... Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, especially when they get into that like manic mindset of like, I'm going to change everything today. They tend to try to pick people who really believe in like the tough love situation, the tough love attitude, but like way out there, right? Like they Mm -hmm. want someone who's going to, am I allowed to swear? okay. They, they really want someone who's going to kick their ass, right? Like they want, I want someone who's going to yell at me if I don't get things done. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want someone who, if you are not going to get things done, understands why, helps Mm -hmm. you understand why, and -hmm. then helps you put things in place to get past it. That's what you want. Because there is such a thing as tough love that isn't just being an abusive jerk. Like there's a difference. So that's, that's the second thing. Absolutely. And then I would say that the third thing is whoever you choose, whatever you choose to do, when you go for a coach, be kind to yourself and don't expect them and don't expect yourself to get these perfect, awesome results within a ridiculously unfair amount of time. Okay. I always tell people right off the bat, if you're going to work with me, you got to at least commit to three months. And frankly, I think three months is short, Mm -hmm. but some people, you know, really don't have a whole lot they have to do and they're really committed and they're kind of already halfway there and they just got to get 
that extra mile in three months is fine. Yeah. But yeah. it's really not fair to yourself and frankly, not fair to the coach to mm-hmm. expect that after you guys have had like two meetings, that life is just going to be 100% 180 turned around and you're going to be fixed. That's not how this works. So just be ready to see things in small increments and to celebrate the little wins and to be ready for the wins to come small and small and frequent, really, they're going to be frequent. They're just going to be small. So that those would be my three suggestions. Well, thank you for those three. And, you know, I do think it is really about the investment, knowing that you are ready to make that commitment because it's just even like dating, for instance, you like commit to the person first you like test it out and then like once you get to that marriage piece then it's like a commitment Mm -hmm. like you are in it but like with coaching too i think it's being able to recognize that it doesn't happen overnight like success doesn't happen overnight either but it is those small steps because that's what's actually going to create that change that's going to last versus it's not going to be one and done and everything's great. So I'm nope. really glad you brought that up. <laughs> no, it's it's very, very important, especially for ADHDers because we're very impatient. So <laughs> I have to be like, listen, Clarity. I know this is going against what you expect, but uh, yeah, that's not going to happen right away. Sorry. I'm sorry. Brutally honest, but you know what? We all need that. <laughs> yep. It's the reality. Well, Ariana, I've been having so much fun with you and I have my rapid fire questions. I wanted to ask you, are you ready for them? I am as ready as I'll ever be. All right. (laughs) The first question is, who is your hero? Um, I don't have one. Well, no, I take that back. Actually, I'm sorry. I thought about this the other day. Michelle Obama. Ah, I love her. And why Michelle? Why? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, millions of reasons, but yeah. Oh, there's so many. Like, I we don't have time for this. Um, no, <laughs> at least she, two. Two reasons. <laughs> I, I would say I'll give you my number one reason. My number one reason okay. is that this woman had some of the most hateful, disgusting things said about her, and I'm sure she saw them, and I'm sure she heard them, and I'm sure they hurt her. And despite that, she still held herself with so much poise and never let them know that they got on her nerves. And there is just so much strength to that. Like, I'm sure that she let herself be vulnerable in her own time, but when she was out there in front of those eyes, in front of the people who wanted to see her broken, she didn't let them see her break. And I love her for that. She's a very inspiring woman. Have you read her book? I have. She's one of the few people who, if I met her, I would embarrass myself so bad in person, like so bad. She'd never want to see me again. I doubt but that's that. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. No, it's okay. It's totally fine. I'd be like, I peed myself in front of Michelle Obama. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, that was the highlight of my life. It's fine. <laughs> you left care. an impression then, you know? <laughs> I did. I did. It's all good. We're all good. <laughs> she'll remember me forever. That's all that matters. And who knows? Maybe she'll watch this. <laughs> right? And she'll be like, uh, yeah, no, never meeting that person. Never mind. She might call you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what motivates you to work hard or to work smarter? I should say. To work smarter. Uh, yeah. My family, and I know that that sounds super trite, but I want to have the energy to be able to enjoy my family, especially as they're getting older. My daughter just had a birthday yesterday. So, oh, you know, related to her. Yeah, thank you. They're, they're just getting like bigger and bigger. And I'm sure my husband's tired of me constantly being like, she's six and he's going to turn eight. What is this? But that's kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing that time passes so quickly. So I want to be able to have the energy and the time to enjoy my family. And so, Working smarter means saving that energy for them. I love that. Yes. And they definitely, I'm sure, appreciate that energy as well. Someday. Someday. <laughs> They're a little, little unnoticed right now. Yes, yeah, someday. 
but once they're a little older. Um, yeah. So if you were a, a superhero, what would be your power or powers? This is not deep at all. It's just the truth. Telekinesis. I want to move things with my mind, man. That's yeah. all. Awesome. And I know that there's someone else said that too. Like deep, heartfelt reason. There is none. I just want to be able to move stuff with my mind because it would be a lot of fun. That's literally it. I, I don't have any depth to that at all. Sorry. You know, you, <laughs> no depth needed. It's cool. Like I think yeah, it's I awesome. Right? Like you know, just how many times when I'm bored, just moving stuff with my mind. <laughs> the next one yes. so ready. now that we're moving next things question. next question <laughs> if, you, if you could share a meal with any four individuals living or dead who would they be well first off we already know it'd be michelle obama I, I was gonna assume i didn't want to assume but you know yeah it'd, it'd be her uh gordon ramsay would be another oh. one he is my other anyone. yeah he's my other person who if i met him i would embarrass myself because i'd be like yell at me yeah, I mean, please. Um, so, Full effect. Yeah, I'd be like, please. Even though he's like a super nice guy, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I just want to be able to say you yelled at me. Um, so I would totally have dinner with him because I figure that he would pick someplace great. Um, I would love to have dinner with, this is going to be such a weird answer, but I've really gotten into watching a YouTuber named Markiplier lately. I'm really late to the game because he's got like 32 million followers. Like this dude's been around for years. But he plays video games um, for, for his channel, which is like, I would love to get paid to do that. And he just, he's hilarious. And he just seems like somebody who I would be really good friends with. So I would love to have dinner with him. Um, and then fourth person, um, this is gonna sound super schmaltzy, um, but I'm gonna count them as one because to me, they were always one growing up anyways. My parents, I miss them. Um, they live in Florida and you know they're only like a two and a half hour flight away, but it's still a pretty, you know, I still have to go through customs and immigration and stuff to see them. So I, I, I miss my parents and I would probably have dinner with them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure with the yelling and then Michelle, the, <laughs> then the gaming. Parents at that part and be like, you know? right, time for my mom and dad like to come in. I'm tired now. Yeah, no, totally. They would just take all the energy. The parents would bring it back. <laughs> exactly. They'd wake me up. They'd wake me up. I'd, I'd love that. Oh, that's beautiful. That would be that'd be a fun meal. <laughs> oh yeah. If only you can meet my dad, then you'd know. <laughs> if you like me, like you know the saying the apple doesn't far fall fall far from the tree. Yes. I always say I just fell straight down. Like if you get <laughs> along with me, you would like my dad, except he's just a lot like he's just an older man. That's pretty much it. So. Well, I'm gonna come to the dinner if you don't mind. <laughs> We have a great time. I can tell you that right now. It'd be fun had by all. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so what is the most daring thing you've ever done? Started my own business and mm. failed twice. Well, I shouldn't say I failed. I gave up too quick. Um, but starting your own business at any point is in its own in its own way daring because you have to learn to not be afraid to uh, sell yourself you know, for what that's, I know what that sounds like, but you all know what I mean. Um, you have to be, you know, comfortable talking about the things that you know how to do. You have to be comfortable admitting when you're good at things, admitting when you're not good at things. And it's, it's a lot of bravery. It really is. Um, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that for people who are watching, who have started their own business, you're, you're brave for doing it. Like you should give yourself credit. That's a very daring thing to do. You're absolutely right because you never know what's going to happen. It's not like a set path whatsoever. Nope. 
Nope. You never know. And it's like this every day. Sometimes you're like, I'm a genius. I'm terrible. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Like that's your day sometimes just multiple times a day. So yeah, yeah, it It does. It does. And it's amazing that you didn't give up and you just shifted gears of which business you were doing. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so what's the phone app you use the most? Uh, probably, um, I actually play bingo on my phone a lot. Bingo. Is it one of the, like, the, just a game bingo? Yeah, it's just, like, it's just like a game. Like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of have a little bit of an addiction to it. Like I'm trying yeah. to break that right now. I've spent way more money than I should have. Uh, yeah. So probably that. <laughs> okay. I play bingo a lot. Yeah. Hey, you know, you gotta do what makes you happy, right? <laughs> it's a good de-stressor. What can I say? Hey, we all need one of those. <laughs> right? What is the last book that you've read? The last book I read, like, all the way through? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're close to it. It would be Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come by Jessica Pan. Um, I was on a really good track at the start of this year to read 50 books this year. I wanted to read 50 books. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I fall off that wagon because, you know, prioritization is a thing and I, it's just reading hasn't been a priority. And so it's kind of fallen off the wayside. Uh, but Jessica Pan's book was my second and I finished <laughs> it. Um, and it's a really good book. I, I would suggest it. I would say it's not one of my favorites ever, but it was good. Um, it's about a woman who is extremely introverted and she actually decides to spend a year trying to live as an extrovert. And it's, it's a very interesting, uh, a very interesting take. She has some moments where she actually makes me laugh out loud. I, I, would, I would definitely suggest it for sure. Well, I'll add that to my list then. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I think you'll like it. Thank you. Um, so if you were to have a movie about your life thus far, who would play you? Morgan Freeman. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I love her and I look nothing like her, but I just adore everything about her. And I'm sure I'm going to butcher her name because I never say it right. Lupita Nyong'o. Did, is that, she was in Get Out. Um, she was in uh, Black Panther. She is, just trust me, she's fabulous. I adore her. I know and who you're I, talking about, but I don't know yeah. if it's the right pronunciation. I'm going to take I'm your word for it. I'm pretty sure I said it wrong. <laughs> I, I guarantee you I did. And she probably, if she ever sees this, she will hate me from here on out because I, I still haven't gotten a hold of how to say it. But I adore her. Like, it's so weird to love someone whose name I can't even pronounce correctly. <laughs> but if if I had the choice, her or Zazie Beats. Mm. Uh, who played Domino in in uh, Deadpool 2, which go, she's played other things, but that goes to show what my tastes are in movies because Deadpool 2 is one of my favorite movies ever. And she was Domino and I adore her. So one of those two, probably. Well, it would be a great movie. I'm sure it'd be very lively as well. <laughs> very action A lot of swearing. A lot of swearing. Yeah, hey, you know. It'd be a great movie. I'd watch it, obviously. <laughs> it's about my life. Obviously. <laughs> Um, so what is your favorite family recipe if you have one or one that you make as a family? Um, my grandmother's, mm, rest her soul, bla- uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, baked macaroni and cheese was a staple every Thanksgiving and Christmas. And she would make it for me on my birthday. And mm. it is my favorite thing in the entire world. It is rich as all get out. And I have started to kind of get to be a little lactose intolerant, but mm. With that, 
if somebody was to present me with it, made the way that my grandmother used to make it, I would eat it and suffer the consequences later every time. I, it's just the best thing ever. It's like two types of cheese and it's baked in the oven until like the top is crisp and Ooh. so good. My I mean the crispy part. That's like that's, that's what the, gets me. My mother used to get mad at me because literally what I would do is just eat the top. <laughs> <laughs> like forget the like, bottom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you guys can all have that. I just want the crunch. That's all I want. <laughs> I was that person. Yeah. So well, it's worth it, right? <laughs> so good. Oh my god, no regrets. I'm glad. <laughs> um. So if you had to describe yourself as an animal, what animal would you describe yourself as? tiger because oh. it's my favorite animal mm. and also because every time i go to the zoo they're sleeping so i'm imagining <laughs> that we must we must be on the same wavelength um because that would also be me ever like yeah. if people would come to visit me 18 hours out of the day i'd be asleep like that that's if i had my way and i had nothing else to do that's literally just sleep eat and play with boxes full of hay that would be me and i just realized that i also said i would play with boxes of hay and I could change that, but I'm not going to. So we'll just stay with that. I would also stay do with it. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna run with it. Anything goes. <laughs> um, so what if you're having just like an off day, what is the thing that makes it instantly better? Um, this is gonna be very broad, but I, uh, I, I baby the feeling. And basically what that means is if I'm having an off day and I'm not feeling good and I, I really just can't anymore, uh, I do what I can to make it so that I have the time to call my day off early. Uh, and I try to sit and do things that bring me joy for no other reason than they bring me joy. That could be, you know, watching YouTube videos. It could be coloring. I've really gotten into um, mm. color by numbers on the iPad. It's great. Uh, Cause mm. it's like quick enough and my arms and hands don't get tired from having to do this a whole bunch. So, um, you know, yeah, I just, that's basically what I do when I'm having a bad day. I allow myself to acknowledge that I'm having a bad day. I allow myself to acknowledge those negative feelings and I baby those feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it and then do something fun. Do what brings you joy. That's what exactly. it's about. If you ignore it, that I had a therapist who, when I first got diagnosed, uh, with ADHD, she was amazing at that. And she would basically be like, if you're feeling tired today, then, you know, acknowledge that, be good to that. Because like, if you ignore it, all you're going to do is get more tired and more frustrated. And I live by that. Well, sounds like a smart lady to give that space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so what is your favorite way to spend a day off? So if you don't have any clients and it's just like maybe the kids are off too, or maybe they're at school, but what do you like to do for like your favorite day? Depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. If it's a low energy day. It's basically what I just described to you. Sit in bed, mm -hmm. watch videos, only get out of bed to like, and this is of course, assuming that the kids are like at school, whatever. Only mm -hmm. get out of bed to like go to the bathroom. And then, you know, other than that, I'm, or, or in eating, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, I'm watching videos, I'm coloring, I'm reading if I can, like, you know, just stuff that I want to do. If mm -hmm. I'm feeling more up to it, uh, I tend to prefer going on walks uh, mm -hmm. or uh, writing, like, and it doesn't have to be any particular writing with a purpose. It's more mm -hmm. writing just 
because I like to. So sometimes it'll be something really stupid and short that no one ever sees. Sometimes it'll be like a song that's in my head that no one ever hears, but it's, it's more just to get to have fun and be creative for myself. Um, and that's, those are really, like I said, it kind of depends on where my energy level is, but I'll usually do one of those two things. Well, both days sound great because it's tuning into your energy and managing that energy too of what yep. you need yep. in that moment. Awesome. <laughs> it, it is, it is, right? <laughs> so what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry? Like for what um, you do? Oh my God, so many things. Um, uh, the, they wouldn't know they wouldn't know how my industry is different. Like, I shouldn't say my corner of the industry. Like if we're just talking about the productivity industry, mm -hmm. um, kind of going back to what I said earlier, I don't think that many people understand that productivity is as much about your brain and how your brain works as it is what you do. Um, I think a lot of people still tie my industry and, and you know, what people like me do neurodivergent or otherwise, I think they tie it too much to, oh, just putting in new routines or just putting in new habits without realizing that those new routines and those new habits aren't going to stick unless the brain that they're connected to wants them to. So um, I would say that that's, that's probably the biggest thing is that people don't understand that. Yeah, you're right. I don't think people do understand that, but now they will. <laughs> Good. Because they... <laughs> As they hear this, you know, as they should, right? As they should. <laughs> um, I've been having such a fun time with you today. I don't want it to end, but I, for the sake of time, we're going to. But before I let you go, let people know where they can find you, how they can hire you, and everything will be below in the links as well. Okay. So if you want to follow me, it's really simple. You can either go to YouTube uh, and find me there. My name there is Ariana Bradford. My channel is called How to Get Shit Done Without Losing Your Mind. Um, and the link will be in the description anyway. So don't bother memorizing that link if you want to. <laughs> um, you can also follow me on Instagram uh, under the Ariana Bradford two ends. You can follow me on TikTok uh, under ADHD prod. And if you want to hire me, you can just uh, go to my website. It's thearianabradford.com. Click on the coaching link. And uh, if you want to read more about what's involved, then that's already there. If you feel like you're ready to work with me, then all you got to do is scroll down to where it says set up an appointment and set up your appointment. Awesome. Well, I hope people got a lot from this because I know I did. I always learn something new every time I get to interview phenomenal women like yourself. And thank you so much for taking the time today to be on here. And I know I've had a blast and I hope everyone watching did. Let us know what you took away the most from this interview. If you learned something new um, or your favorite tip that Ariana gave, please put it below. Um, <laughs> so thank, thank you, you so much for having me. No, I mean, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. no, I was just going to say thank you for being on again. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, honestly, this is probably going to be a very tight circle because I'll probably have you on with me on Instagram again. So it's. This, this will not be the last time we see each other and this probably won't be the last time that people see my face. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward yes. to it. <laughs> Me too. Well, thank you everyone and make sure to like, subscribe and comment below and we'll see you on the next video.